Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. If you have your Bible with you today, go ahead and get that out. Open up your Bible apps. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs the third chapter and are you ready for some stuff I, I trust you come expecting come uh, not just of me or any other person but when you put your confidence in the Lord make him the source uh, in many areas again we, we we allow much more to take place by doing by doing that and uh, we've been in this series for uh, a few weeks back now uh, called The Deciding Factor. You have any decisions to make? I find myself having to make decisions constantly concerning many things, some important, some minor. Uh, but if I could make the right decision, like all the time, <laughs> I would sure like that. <laughs> that would sure be beneficial in life to be able to make the right decision. But like we've said before, you can't make the right decision every time unless you have good information. I mean, if we don't have the good information, we don't always. For one example, we don't know the future. Uh, how are we going to make the right decision? And this is where we've got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. All right, We must rely upon His guidance. And we've discussed already and, and, and found out that, uh, that God speaks. The Spirit of God speaks. He'll tell us things, remind us. He'll reveal, He'll even show us things to come. And if we have access to the, the Holy Spirit who will teach us and guide us and tell us things to come, we're laughing. We're laughing. And we, we, we studied uh, some and looked at John chapter 10 last week, you recall. And we found out that as the Lord's sheep, or as our goods shep, good shepherd's sheep, we know His voice. Yeah, so there's a voice. If you're a believer now, there's a voice that you know. And then there are other voices. They're strange voices. You don't know them. Doesn't mean you don't hear them. Doesn't mean they don't exist, but they're strange to you. And, and we want to become familiar with the voice of the Lord, the voice we know. We want to tune in to that voice and listen to Him. But this is one of the most important subjects we could ever discuss, ever discuss. Being, uh, making right decisions, being led of the Spirit. Uh, if someone thinks, well, my problem really isn't that right now. My problem is more, say, financial. I know, but what if you could hear from God as to what to do? Well, my problem is more physical. I got health problems. and you know. Well, yeah, but what if you could hear God's voice about that? You're, you're laughing then. You're set. Because, you, by the way, He's never going to tell you, <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> Nothing can be done about that. <laughs> He'll always lead you out. He'll always lead you through. You know, someone said, well, my biggest problem is, is family issues, and, you know, my kids are going crazy. Well, I think it might be helpful to hear from God in that situation, because He'll tell you exactly what to do, and His ways are right, and His ways work. And so, uh, if you haven't heard the first uh, the parts of this, the previous parts of this message, I'd encourage you to get them, and prioritize, and make this more important than uh, that ever, whatever that show is that you watch. <laughs> Really, if you had to give something up, and but you could, you could learn how to hear from God in the process, man, you're laughing, all right? 
things are going to go very well. I want to read again from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, not all your head, right? All your heart. Your your head is limited. But trust Him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. So if I want my life to... my life to be ordered, my steps to be ordered by the Lord, directed by Him, I'll be in the right place at the right time, make the right connections, meet the right people, avoid the worst of circumstances and situations, then I need to acknowledge God in everything. Okay, not just, not just acknowledge the Lord when I come to church. Most of us do that. We acknowledge Him, we sing to Him, we lift our hands and shout, and, we, and uh, we give praise to God, and that's right, and that's good, and that is an acknowledgement of Him, and we're giving Him access to us in here. But what we want to do is give access to Him in our lives out there, and in the house, and in the car, and in the job, and in, the, in, in everything. In every area of our lives, we want to acknowledge Him, huh? especially if you run up against a problem. You run up against a circumstance that's negative, that's, that's difficult. Immediately, immediately acknowledge Him. Say, Lord, thank you. This is not of you, but you are my source. You are my strength. You are my wisdom. You are my help. You are my, my sustenance. You are my everything in life. So everything's going to be fine. We're going through this thing together. We're going up and over. We're, we'll overcome. Acknowledge Him quickly. Give Him access to your life so He can direct you. So you can have His navigation through life uh, in, in, in avoiding so many difficulties and obstacles that would come against you. But uh, acknowledging the Lord opens your heart to be directed by Him. We want to live conscious of His leading. Again, not just in church, but, you know, in the parking lot. Needing a spot to park in. You know, uh, uh, you know, at work, whatever. I want to live conscious of His leading. You know, I'm not just checking my head. What do I know? I need to check my spirit. Huh? Remember... Scripture says, spirit of, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So that's why sometimes, I remember I was in church one day and I kept talking about the heart. I was, it was a different service, different place. I kept talking about the heart. And as I would do it, I would subconsciously put my hand right here. You know, and I, and I just had this on my heart. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And I, I would say things like that and I'd put my hand. And a guy came up to me after service and said, why do you keep putting your hand on your stomach? When you talk, he wanted me to put my hand up here, like on my on this heart. How many know when you read the word heart in the Bible, it's not talking about that, huh? That heart is not going to give you any information. That's pretty important to live, <laughs> no doubt. But when the Bible talks about heart, it's talking about the very core of your being. And you'll see that sometimes translators, some will say belly, some will say heart, or innermost being. It's the very center of you. Let's see. How many know we're a spirit being? Spirit beings. God is spirit. You are spirit. God is not a head. He's not a mind. In other words, he he doesn't communicate to us mind to mind, but spirit to spirit. This is why some have no clue of what it means to be led by the spirit of God, because they're approaching their relationship with God only mentally. And, and, And so they're listening for a voice and they're listening with these ears. Lord, talk to me. See, I'm, I'm using the wrong part of my anatomy. Spirit, I need my spiritual anatomy to be at work. I, I, I listen for, in a service like this, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Listen with your spirit. 
So I don't really know how to do that. It starts by just acknowledging I'm a spirit. God, you're a spirit. You're in me. I, and your spirit is feeding you information constantly. Sometimes you don't know that that's the source of it, but that's why we exercise ourselves in, in this manner. I pray frequently. I pray. Hopefully we all do. I pray frequently. I pray for services like this. And before I minister, I make sure I get to a place where I am spiritually minded and I'm not just speaking from my head. Because I, I do not want this to be the sum total of what I know that you need and, and what my brain had figured out how to answer that. Okay? This is not, I'm not saying that that's bad. This is not psychology here. There, there's a, an approach and a, you know, a proper place for things like that. This is higher. It is. Why? Because it's spirit to spirit. God will minister spiritually to you. And you will get things that your head would never be able to figure out. There's absolutely stuff going on in everyone's life here. I have no way of knowing it. Okay? What do I do? I recognize that. My limitation or my understanding. And I don't lean on it. I want to get to this place where I'm hearing by the Spirit and speaking and it's going into your spirit. Because then, again, we can raise the roof. You know, we can blow the limits off this because with God all things are possible and He knows everybody, He knows everything, and He knows how to fix things that we could never get if we just had a mental discussion. I'm talking even one-on-one. You know, I've, man, I'm getting way ahead of myself now, but I'll just jump ahead. Uh, I've had situations where I'm talking with someone one-on-one and I realize in the middle of that uh, that I don't have the answer here but the Spirit of God will. And if I just answer their questions, they're never going to get help. But if we listen to the Spirit of God in the middle of it, He'll direct us sometimes a totally different way. I remember sitting across the table from one person, and, and they kept asking me this question, and, and it didn't seem right. And finally I realized it. I said, listen, you're asking the wrong question. You have to ask... Jesus would not answer all of everyone's questions the way they, they asked. He'd answer what they should have asked. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, I wanted to get to that, but uh, go to John 3. We will get to that. <laughs> See, if we're just living in the mental realm, we sometimes are limiting what the Spirit of God would say and do. You know, I know it's, we might call this the voice of reason, but I want to go beyond the voice of reason. And tap into the all-knowing wisdom of God. Now, let me give you this verse while we're talking. First uh, Corinthians 2.14. It reads, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. See, that's what we're looking for. In all of our decision-making, I want spiritual discernment. Okay, And you'll go into situations where you have all the facts laid out. But as you head one direction, spiritually, you'll recognize that is wrong or that is right. And you won't be able to articulate it. But you'll just know, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to go that way. I'm not supposed to be in this situation. Or I am, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. How are you making decisions? I would ask you this. What voice are you following? There are a lot of voices. Okay, uh, are we following that voice that we know, or are we, follow, are we following that strange voice? Uh, is it just a guessing game? 
All right. In, in John chapter 3, uh, we see a, how Jesus dealt with a situation. And, and, and again, I ask this. Do you make decisions in life based upon what others want you to do? Or, the, or is there another source? Many times we take up our time and uh, our resources and our energy and our money and everything is, uh, decisions are made based upon what others ask of us, what others pressure us to do, what others expect us to do. Well, I have to do this because they need me or they expect this of me. Sometimes people can be manipulative and they'll pressure you. They'll, they'll, they'll make you feel guilty if you don't do something. Uh, some will even intimidate you. But is the pulling of, of, of people, is that the same as the leading of the Spirit? Okay. And many times it's the opposite. Many times the Lord, by His Spirit, would direct us to do one thing, but people around us are pulling on us a different direction, pulling on us to do something else. And this is where a lot of times good-hearted individuals make wrong decisions. Good-hearted, well-intentioned, I want to be a blessing, I want to help, and they're there to serve everyone. And, uh, but sometimes in the midst of that, they set aside the voice of the Spirit, and they just follow the polling of people saying, I need you, I have this problem in my life. Now, now over here in John 3... Uh, This happened with Jesus one day, verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. All right, well, that sounds pretty good so far, but you know, Nicodemus is a Pharisee. They weren't generally, you know, totally pro-Jesus. Uh, he kind of rubbed them the wrong way in some of the things that he did and said. And they were very religious, and he was just very much full of life. <laughs> Sometimes those things are, they run contrary to each other. And, uh, but Nicodemus came to Jesus, and he had an agenda. There are some things he wanted to talk about. What? Well, he wanted to talk about the miracles, Wanted to talk about the healings and the different things that had been taking place. You know, I hope his heart was right in this regard. Jesus didn't rebuke him. But, uh, you know, maybe he's trying to get an answer to take back to, you know, Pharisee council. And, uh, you know, to try to get some, some ammo against him. I don't know. Or maybe he just sincerely wants to know. Uh, that's probably the case, but he wants to know about these things and, and, and wants some direct answers from Jesus about the miracles and about all these types of events that have been taking place. But it's interesting how Jesus responds to him. He doesn't talk to him about the miracles. He didn't say, yeah, you're right, you've discerned correctly, I am a teacher, come from God. He didn't address any of his questions. He just said, verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, that seems like a, you know, we love that verse. I mean, I quote that verse every week and, you know, that's good stuff. But it's not really in context. I mean, uh, Nicodemus is saying one thing and Jesus goes a totally different direction. Well, why? 
He was asking the wrong question. And there is no obligation on Jesus' part to follow Nicodemus' line of thinking. And if that's how he lived, I wonder what I could learn from that. Just because someone asks a question doesn't mean it's the right question. What did Nicodemus need to hear? He needed to hear about the new birth. He needed to hear about being born again. He needed to have a little deeper conversation about spiritual things than just what he thought he needed to know. This is why sometimes it's good to be in a setting like this uh, where we don't just preach based on requests. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a right time and a place for discussion and Q&A and, and those kind of things, and I love that. But there's also a time and a place where you come and someone else prepared the meal. Huh? And someone else decided what you're going to eat. And someone else that you trust, hopefully, and they pray and they seek the Lord and, and, and bring it. And you sit there and just eat. <laughs> I don't mean blindly, but you know what I'm talking about. You receive what the Spirit of God would lead for that day. Because sometimes we think, this is what I need to hear. This is what I need. And really, we need something entirely different. And when we'll receive it, everything else that we thought we needed will be taken care of. It'll be supplied. It'll be handled. But we need to have Spirit-led preaching. Spirit-led church. Not just a program. Not just a system. I don't even know if I finished my statement earlier. Maybe I did. But when I pray and get ready to, to, to do these things, I pray until I, until I get into a place where, where I'm hearing from the Spirit of God. I'm not ready to preach unless I'm hearing from God. Because, again, then it's just coming out of my head. And I want to have a, a Spirit-led service. But Jesus is interesting. He was not led by what Nicodemus wanted to talk about. I find sometimes I'm studying, I'm preparing for times like this. I'm going a certain direction, and I'm thinking, looking at certain verses, and, and as I go, I think, oh, oh, that's not right. No, it was good, it's scripture, it's right, but it wasn't right for now. It wasn't right for today. And so I leave it alone, I say, back up, let's go this other direction. Okay, yeah, there we go. And I can sense, and I can tell on the inside what, what God is on. What he's breathing on. What he wants us to talk about at, 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 a, given, at a given time. And, and so I, I learned to follow this. But do you do everything that people want you to do? Let's get back to this. Are you people led? Which sometimes you know. What, 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 what do you mean people led? That is often need led. It is often problem led. It is, you know, we're following around fires, you know, putting out fires. We're, we're responding to someone and maybe their insecurity or maybe their fears or maybe it could be a lot of things that's happening in someone else. But if every time someone speaks, every time someone puts a demand on you, you immediately respond and feel like, well, if I'm, if I really love them, if I really care for them, then I have to do what they ask. That's not correct. Because that's not being led of the Spirit. It could even be, worst case scenario, being led by the devil. Right? In other words, he could stir up a problem. And then we go. And then he stirs up an emotion in someone. And they pull on you. And you immediately react to that. See, we're not going to have the highest and best results in life. If that is the foundation and basis 
for how we make our decisions. We need to do what the Spirit leads us to do. Because remember how this works? If the Spirit leads me to do something and I follow that, the things that I thought needed my attention, the other areas that I'm, was, I'm able, I had to say no to, to say yes to, I just gave God access to handle them. But if I try to handle them on my own, I'm doing it in my strength and my ability and my wisdom and I'm not doing anything with what God told me to do. One way fixes everything, the other way takes us down to about 2% effectiveness. And so I want to pay attention to this leading and uh, I want to know, you know, potentially who's leading the person that I'm following. Who's leading them? Because if... uh, you know, if it's not the Spirit of God, then, then, and then it could be that it is the Spirit of God, but if it's not, then I'm following the wrong Spirit. You know, parents sometimes, do you jump at any time your kids call? Any time your kids call and you're all over it, everything stops because of that uh, attention that uh, is demanded of you. Well, everybody okay? Got real quiet in here. Uh, <laughs> Is that being spirit-led? I'm just, I'm just your friend here. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to be nice. Is that being spirit-led? Are you being led of the Spirit in living that way? Uh, amen. I only have time. I only have energy to do what God calls me to do. I don't have time to do everything plus that. Maybe, maybe some of you have learned this, but um, I know in, in, in ministry, this is one of the challenges is because you want to help everybody all the time instantly. <laughs> and I have learned, at times, if I'd start to feel bad about it. I think people would place demands and say, I need to meet, and I need to diss, and I need this attention, I need this time, and I want to help everybody. And then I'd say, ah, but I can't. i got to do this. And I'd feel, start to feel bad about it. Then I'd stop myself and say, stop, stop you do doing that. Don't you feel bad about that? You can't feel bad about following the leading of the Spirit. It's the right thing to do. Because you, I've recognized in ministry that if I, if I am just led by the demands of everyone, when it comes to times like this, talk about not being prepared and not being ready and not having the word of the Lord, not being able to bring the goods and manifest the glory of God. Why? Because all my time was taken up with the demands of people. You ever find that? that, that that'll happen with any of us if we're not uh, led of the Spirit and we're just, you know, following uh, whatever people want of us. Have you ever had a fruitless conversation? You spent a bunch of time talking. You thought, this was not helpful. I've noticed that at times, like in the middle of a conversation, thinking, this is not good. This is not a good conversation. And I don't mean like you're gossiping or something. Hopefully, you know, you recognize that quick. but, uh, But I mean just... It's like, ah, this is just a waste right now. This is fruitless. We need to change the subject or I need to slip out. (laughs) Because your time will get all used up. You spend all of your energy and your emotional energy on something that's that's not of great value. I I know many times I've been in meetings um, planning things for the future. And in the middle of uh, in middle of a discussion, the middle of planning something, I know right on the inside what we're talking about here is never going to happen. But my head thinks, then I get in my head and think, well, it makes sense though. I don't understand why this wouldn't happen. 
of course, this is going to happen. We've got to keep talking about it. And on the inside, nope, it's not going to happen. And then a few months later, all of a sudden you see it. You say, huh, I didn't see that before, but now I see it. I just didn't have enough information. But I knew that was, that, that was going to be how that, uh, that situation turned out. Uh, find with me over in the book of Luke, if you would. Just a left turn, Luke chapter 10. Someone said, well, what if people need me? Trust the Lord's leading. That'll work better. But if they need me right now, well, still, maybe the Lord would, would, would guide you in that. But maybe not. You ever heard that, that, that saying that goes like this? Uh, a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. <laughs> That's never fun if you're on the other side of that, right? But... But it's a matter of what we're being led by. In, in Luke chapter 10, uh, I want to read over here verse 38. It, it says here, Now it happened as they went that he, he is Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Is there anything wrong with that? That's good. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She was what? Distracted. Is that ever a problem with someone being led and making right decisions? Distractions. Totally. This is interesting though. She was distracted by serving. Well, certainly serving's a good thing. I mean, you wouldn't be... yeah. Martha, you need to stop serving. No, I mean, we would, have, we would hesitate. We shouldn't say that. Don't say that. Serving's a good thing. Could you ever be distracted by a good thing? To where a good thing took all of your time and, then it, and you missed out on something that was better. And that's exactly what happened. She was distracted, but it wasn't like she was sinning. It wasn't like she was doing something evil, something ungodly. She's serving, but it's a distraction. And here's, here's Mary looking like she's doing nothing. She's not helping out at all. She's just sitting there at the feet of Jesus listening to the word. And Martha goes in and Martha goes out. And Martha's filling up cups and Martha's bringing food in for people. And she's taking care of everything and working and working, coming in and out and in and out. And, and probably after a while, every time she walks into the room, she's a little more irritated with Mary. And Martha's just, she walks, bumps into her accidentally a couple times. And Mary's just listening to Jesus. Doesn't have a clue. And Martha is so annoyed at Mary. And uh, it goes on to say, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus said, you know, Martha, you are so right. Mary, your lazy, good-for-nothing sister, is just sitting here listening to the word, and she should be helping you. Is that what he, what he said? No. No. Uh, but by the way, before we read, and you've already read ahead, but so what? Uh, <laughs> what did Jesus care about Martha? 
actually the scripture says in, in John chapter 11 that he loved Martha and Mary. Remember, they had a brother named Lazarus. He was raised from the dead. Jesus was close to this family. Okay, he loved them. He, and, but how many know when you love someone, sometimes you still need to be firm with them? You don't, ever, don't ever interpret love from Hollywood. Don't ever interpret love from just this, I want everyone to like me, and so I'm always going to say, yes, that's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Huh? Love will, at times, uh, shake things up. Love will tell people the way it really is. Love will sometimes tell people no or say, hey, you're doing the wrong thing here. Parents, sometimes they love their kids. And every time their kids yelp, they jump. And every time their kids need something, even grown kids, and every time, every time their kids get in trouble, they jump on it. Sometimes that's not the right thing to do. Huh? You need to follow the leading of the Spirit. But I'm telling you, love will sometimes tell people, absolutely not. That's not what's happening here. And uh, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. I'm pretty sure it sounded just like that. How many know if the Lord says your name twice? Maybe you just want to, sorry, (laughs) just repent right away. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Listen, this is the Lord's description of what she's doing. She's running around back and forth, but she's serving like crazy. He said, you are troubled about many things. Verse 42, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And so we can see that Jesus gave priority to this one thing. Did you know that we're only able to do one thing at a time? Say, not me, I'm a multitasker. I can do a bunch of things. You think you can. You think, I, I've read studies in just this past year of, uh, that, that basically demonstrate this point that multitasking is making people stupid. I know this is annoying to everyone because we got our gadgets and we're doing everything at once and driving and texting and calling and emailing and everything's going on at once and we feel like we're good at it. Some of you pride yourself. I'm a good multitasker. You're not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but what the, what the mind is really doing is going back and forth going back and forth really fast and you're trying to cut, you're trying to hit a bunch of things and you're going but there's I think there's some validity in that type of thinking that says we are actually harming ourselves by oh hold on a minute okay we're good we're we're actually harming ourselves spiritually with our ability to focus and our ability to stay on one thing you can do one thing, or you can bounce around fast in between, a bu- but it's not, it's not helpful. It's a distraction. Mary was doing, what was she doing? She was right there in the room with Jesus, listening to his word, and nothing else really mattered at that point. Man, there's something valuable about that. A person who will sit and listen to the word of the Lord, and nothing else matters right then. Not their lists, not their tasks, not their 25 emails that they have to get to. Not these ding, bing, dong, you know, everything buzzing and 
coming through and got all these people pulling on you and answer me, answer me. How come you're not answering my text? And how come you're not responding to me? Because I can only do one thing. And right now, it's the Lord. And I'm giving attention to Him. And and if we're going to be spiritual, and we're going to know when the Lord's telling us to do something and not doing something, we've got to have some a bunch of times in our life where it's the only voice in the room. We're turning everything else off. We're, huh? We're setting things aside. I know in here I'm not oblivious uh, to the reality that some are reading their Bibles on their phones and then they're checking mail and then they're sending a message to a friend. And but you know that's hurting you. I'm a, I'll preach just as good either way. I think try to but you know that that's not helping your spiritual life it's can i take it even further i'll just uh it might be dishonoring to the lord huh you know if someone's got a job and you've got to be on call i'm not opposed to that go take your call if you have to whatever but you know get the principle here get the spirit of this that we can focus on one thing. And Jesus didn't praise Martha and said, yeah, you're right. Mary needs to be doing more of what you're doing. You're working. She's not. You're serving. She's not. No, there's some things that need to be set aside. So now I'm just going to listen to the Lord. I'm going to give him my full attention. If we never give him our full attention, this whole thing about taking advantage of decision-making wisdom and hearing his voice is going to be strange to us. That's not going to be the norm. You've got to learn to cut things out, to shut things off, and to focus on one thing. Amen. It'll be helpful to us in all of life. But if you feel the pile of emails building, and you let that weigh on you. Listen, I can relate to this, because some of us, when we study personalities, are kind of task-oriented. You know, we like to finish the list. Feels good, right? Check things off. And uh, that's not the same as being spirit-led, though. Because if we elevate that above our time with the Lord, above our listening to Him, and really prioritizing and saying, hey, I got this list, but I'm just not going to be concerned about it because I've got instructions from, from the Savior right now. I've got instructions from the Lord, and I'm going to do that, and I'm not going to deal with that. What, what are we doing? We're doing many things. We're honoring, we're obeying, we're following, we're doing... But we're also giving him access to our list. To where when we get back to it, you'll find that, that email, you know, they, were, they needed an immediate response. But then they emailed you back, uh, you know, 30 minutes later and they said, never mind, it all, it all worked out. Well, how did that work out? Because you focused on the right thing. And God got involved. I have time to do what I'm supposed to do. I have time to do what he leads me to do. And, and I, I know this, in, uh, as I go through my day, sometimes I, people come to my mind. And I've got people pulling on me, and I have others that come, it seems, by the Spirit to me, and I'll give attention to them and watch, and God will move, and quick, and, it didn't, you know, and, and it's helpful, and it's a blessing. But if we just follow around every demand, we may not be being led by the Spirit. Everybody okay? Mary made a better choice here. Martha was caught up 
Say, well, people need to eat. I mean, they, I got people at the house. That they, need, they need something to drink. They need something to eat. Yeah, but what if, well, Martha, if you would have just sat down with Mary and listened to the word, maybe a little boy with 12 pizzas would have showed up. <laughs> and 12, you know, pouches of garlic bread. Maybe. Jesus kind of seemed to operate in that. You know, with the fish and the loaves. Maybe, maybe, maybe everything would have been handled another way. Maybe she cut off the grace of God from coming and handling things for her. Because she took it all upon herself. And set aside the word of the Lord. To get all the stuff done that she thought she needed to get done. Is serving a good thing? Absolutely, we should serve one another continually. But I'm saying, we should be led of the Spirit. And we should trust Him. Not lean upon our own understanding, but trust Him with all of our heart. More important than dotting every I and crossing every T is being led. You could finish everything on your list and finish the wrong stuff. You got it all done. Way to go. And nothing, nothing was of value. Or you could leave it alone and do what the Lord has you to do. And watch, some of it didn't need your attention anyway. And some of it he took care of right in the middle of it. Amen. But being led, think about it if we're all led like this. If all of us lived this way. Would we, would we be doing things for each other? Yeah, a lot. Continually. And effectively. And fruitfully, it would be helpful. But if we're all led of the Spirit, not just pulling on one another, just a weight on each other. You need to help me. You've got to do this for me. Let's all go to the Lord and say, you're my help. You're my source. Use whoever you want. And we're all led of the Spirit. Talk about productivity going up. Talk about the, the activity of the Spirit and God's blessing and provision and finances and healing and answered prayer just going crazy amongst us as we all make that the priority in what we do and don't do. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.